Hello, and welcome to Business Owners Unite, the podcast where we explore the challenges, successes, and lessons learned from those who have navigated the exciting yet complex world of business ownership. Whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned entrepreneur, this podcast is for you to help, inspire, and guide you on your business journey. So let's get started and unite the world of business owners, one story at a time. Welcome everyone to the Business Owners Unite podcast. My name is Kyle and I'm your host. Today we have a very special guest. We have Janine Vasper, who is an amazing public speaker, sales extraordinaire, has done pretty much everything across the board when it comes to speaking and telling your story. And I'm really excited because I know that there's a lot of business owners out there who probably struggle in telling their story, maybe struggle with public speaking, but they see the value in that and they want to get in front of audiences as well. So with all that said, I'd love for you to maybe introduce yourself for those who don't know who you are and just give us a little backstory of your business. Thank you very much, Kyle. So my background, I have been working for quite a long time and I've had a whole lot of different roles from checkout chick, aerobic instructor to general manager of sales for a multi-million dollar business. Wow. And in my own business as well. What I've learned along the way is there's certain things that that help you stand out and one of them is if you're able to tell your story and how well you tell it and is there's a relevance in telling the story to the audience. I've been part of a not-for-profit public speaking organisation called Power Talk for 20 years and I had the opportunity in 2013, I, I won the Australian Speaking Championships, a speech contest, and then represented Australia in beautiful Hawaii Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. It, I made it through to some semis, but then, you know, different judges, American judges. <laughs> yeah, those Americans. Australians <laughs> are more subtle in our delivery style. It's usually the quality of the speeches mm. as opposed to the the more outgoing, gregarious type of personality. Yeah. But then again, it's all, and this is part of the thing when you when you are speaking, it's got to be about you. It's got to be authentic and it's got to be you. That's very true. Yeah, absolutely. I think that we, we were talking about this just before the show, that authenticity is something that is very hard to to fake and and people gravitate towards that. If they think that you seem like an unfiltered person, um, there's an honesty and a trust that, that comes with that, I think. Um, so... Yeah, it's a hard thing to uh, communicate, though, I think. So uh, as a public speaker extraordinaire, how, how would you say that people can, can kind of uh, get into that, that zone of authenticity? Is there any secret that you can unlock? That's really interesting. I knew you were going to go there with that question. Try not to be someone else. That mm. is a really big deal is, the, yeah, is it, it, there's only one of you. And you really, but you need to create the best version of you. If you are interested in gaining, you know, more recognition, better branding, more sales through as a speaker, you need to get good at it. Yeah. You need to understand all of the different skill qualities, whether it's your voice or gestures, how you use the stage, all of those types of things, which all can be learned. The authenticity part, though, it needs to be you that's on the stage, the best version of you. I find the people, and we were talking about this, how you resonate or how you draw to people who are more authentic. And it's not necessarily people are open because they they talk a lot. It's more that they're open 
with themselves. They've got, they, I think the people who are more authentic tend to have more confidence and belief in themselves and they are quite comfortable in people knowing the real them as sure. opposed to yeah. the front that they put on. And you know, I've, in, the, in the roles that I've had over my career, if I turned up into, you know, the bias for BHP, then I, I may, I will be doing uh, and speaking differently and addressing things differently than I would if I walked onto the construction site sure. with, yeah. with the blokes. It's a different space, but it's still me. And it's, yes. You know, I, so if I'm not comfortable swearing, I'm not going to turn up on the construction site and start doing that to try and fit <laughs> yeah. it in. We don't want to do that. We don't yeah. want to fake it. We want to be, we want to be real. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's, it's kind of being, I guess, in touch of, with who you are in a way and, and being able to kind of uh, be vulnerable, I guess, in kind of opening up to sharing that with other people and also knowing context, I guess, as well as important from, from what I gather. Oh, definitely knowing context. And I look, I've heard speakers who've spoken on subjects that they've obviously researched and yeah. then spoken on, and it's not something that one seemed to resonate with them. It was more they were a teacher and gotcha. and found a subject and taught it. And again, that's not really that authentic as opposed to coming from a space where I know this, yeah. I know this information, and this is what I'll teach. Or if you are teaching something different, being open and vulnerable and aware that someone says that's not correct or how would you look at this differently, not to, as we'd say, arc up, and but to recognise that you need to open up and be aware and listen to somebody else offering advice. I think that's a really good point mm. as well. It's that's part of that makes it vulnerable when you can, when you can say, yeah, I think, I think I might have got that wrong or I need to know. Yeah, more true. Yeah. Cause I think there's a lot of people who put on the bravado of like, I know everything and there's a disingenuous side of that. Isn't there? You can kind of, you can kind of sense it when you, when you see somebody talking about something and you're like, I don't know if you actually do know what you're talking about. Admitting that you don't know that, you're, that you know what you're talking about is actually, I think, quite a brave move, and it's a very vulnerable one as well. And and I think that leads back to like the authenticity, right? It's like, look, I don't know the answer to this, but you know, I'm I'm happy to look into this further and get back to you or whatever it is. Um, you know, like, oh wow, that took a bit of courage to to actually admit when you don't know something. One of my biggest tricks is that if I don't know something or if I'm presenting and I've just forgotten where I'm going to go with next topic or question, I'll go back to the audience or yeah. the the group if I'm doing workshop and I put everything back on there. Yeah. So how would you how would you deal with this if this situation occurred or what what are you thinking would be a great idea if we're talking about how you might use your voice more effectively? Very and, good. And I'll get them to give me the information. They they remember it a lot more because they've had to think about it and contribute, and then you get a lot wider scope of ideas because you're getting more people contributing, and it gives gives you time to remember what you're going to talk about and then and address that as well. That's a really clever hack, Janine. I love that. That's, this is really exciting. Like I love being able to talk to somebody who has been in this for you know lives and breathes uh, all the tips and tricks of, of public speaking. How did you get into it in the first place? What inspired you to start doing what it is that you do? Uh, quite quite a long time ago. I've, I've always wanted to get into speaking and, and believe that. My, my first business was called Shifting Visions. I just wanted, I, I wanted people to feel that 
that level of confidence within themselves. And that's what I wanted to speak about. That's powerful. Yeah. It, it, it was. But you know, what happened that really triggered this in particular, I, w- one of my dearest, dearest friends, her mother passed away. And her father had passed away a couple of months beforehand and he'd been oh, unwell wow. and it was expected. Okay. They were... They, they were members of this beautiful little Lutheran church. It was one of those ones with the A-frame and the pews and, you know, gorgeous little church. And and I'll call her auntie. She had always helped out at the church, knew the pastor well, had been there 40 years, and they gave her an amazing service for uncle. When auntie passed, it was unexpected, the pastor had moved away. There was a brand new pastor there and all of the family were too distraught to be able to honour this amazing woman. Mm. And I was sitting in the pews with with my parents who, who they were our neighbours. They, they were as dis- distraught as well. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I thought, I want to say these words. I I want to have that confidence in that to be able to get up and talk about this woman and I I didn't. And I said to myself, I'm I'm never going to be mute again. Anyone that knows me would never have thought I would be mute anyway. (laughs) But in that situation, just to have that strength and confidence and belief that you can do something that will, you know, in this case, honoured someone someone dear. Yes. And I just went, that's not going to happen again. Yeah, and it hasn't wow. ever happened again. I'll be the, I, I won't be the first one that'll always put my hand up because I want other people to have the opportunity to do it. But I'll make sure that if someone else can't, then I will. Wow, that's such a powerful story, Janine. I think that um, we could probably all relate to those moments in life where we might have wished that we had taken action, you know. And I think that funerals uh, or, or you know. Uh, being able to to honor someone's life and and say those words and and not only just say words but put it in a way that really does them proud and the family proud. I think that's a very scary situation for a lot of people because um, I think at the at the very core of being human is that we are so scared of public humiliation. We are so scared of making a fool of ourselves, getting in front of a crowd and saying something. That people, you know, laugh at you or go, what an idiot. I can't believe that he or she got up there and tried to say something. Like that is a terrifying uh, thought for so many people. And I think that um, the fact that, that you know, I, I don't know if that, those were kind of the feelings that you were having, but anyone could probably relate to that feeling of like, like I, I know that I want to say something, but it's just such a, you know, you almost freeze in those moments. Um, you know, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. And that definitely can be part of it. The the other part that can be is, who am I to do this? Yeah, wow. So that imposter syndrome type of thing. Yeah. 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 Wow. And it's, who are you not to do it? Yeah. I know yeah. I, you know, many years after that, but many years ago still, I spoke at a friend's funeral who chose to take their own life, which is a really difficult space to, yeah. to be at. And... I was one of the speakers. And again, I just, as they said, does anyone want to say anything? I said, yes, I do. Because the people, and again, I waited to see who added these comments, added these feelings that, that I wanted shared as a friend. And the amount of people that came up afterwards and said to me, 
you said what I was thinking. You were my voice on the day. And if I can do that to someone else who can't do it, well, then it's an honour. That's incredible, Janine. Yeah. And to have gone from your best friend's mother's funeral to that experience, I think is such a huge uh, progress. You know, like how did you go from, you know, not being able to get up and, and say the things you wanted to say to then being able to be the voice that everyone wanted to kind of say, like, how did you find the courage? What were kind of, what was your journey, I guess? The, I think the, the first thing is that line in the sand, this is not going to happen again. Yeah. I think that touching. So it was like sting, sting a change that you wanted to make, you know. And, that, uh, and that's like anything in life. If, if mm. it's, you know, am I going to stick on this diet? And I teach sales. Again, it's that line in the sand. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm missing out on all these opportunities. I've got to get a coach or mm. what it, you know, there's different points where I'm wasting so much time that I, and you might get a, a VA or someone or someone to help with social media. You're doing things that, that you're just wasting time. And there's a line, you draw a line in the sand going, or that, or I need the skills. I yep. need to upskill. And that was part of it. I needed to, one thing's wanting to be able to speak. The other thing, point is being able to to speak and yes. to learn how to do it well again being true to me as as a you know authentic within myself but knowing how to remove simple thing removing ums ahs other filler words out <laughs> yeah. of your delivery is such an important factor we don't notice them until we notice them and yes. i apologize yeah. to every single person i've ever done, worked with and trained as a speaker they now can hear them everywhere. It's part <laughs> yes, of it's an important part to to acknowledge because people lose track of what you're saying if you've got mm-hmm. too many filler words. Knowing how to and just practicing. Now I've worked with Absolutely. people that haven't had the confidence even just to stand up, introduce themselves to a few months later giving 45 minute presentations. Wow. Because they've practiced it and practiced and not practiced to get it perfect, not practiced to remember the words, yeah. practiced how it feels to stand up in front of an audience. Mm. And that becomes part of a I don't believe in the fake it till you make it. I believe in the feel it till you make it. You continue to take those small steps and small steps. Hence why I'm still part of Power Talk because I, I'm actually in three clubs, a cyber club, a one on the Gold Coast and one on Brisbane South because, well, I've made friends, so that's an important part, but I love the mentoring process and seeing people come in who have that you know, lack of confidence, lack of self-belief and, and the change that comes from them and what they're able to achieve. It's Fantastic. Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, it sounds super interesting. So the, is it the Power Club? Is that what it's called, sorry? It's called Power Talk. It used Power to be. Power Talk, sorry. Yeah, it used to be. Toastmistress clubs. Oh, I cool! Think yeah. Anyone listening to this would have heard of Toastmaster. Yes, yep, yes. So it's in the in the US in the 1930s. The women would go along and wait for their men to finish their Toastmaster clubs. Really? Wow! What a world, huh? They would. <laughs> and then someone suggested that why don't they start a Toastmistress clubs instead? Many changes over the years, as Toastmasters have also including the opposite sex and you would hope so. talk, <laughs> yes yeah. how talk australia is 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 
what it's evolved to. And it's, I just, I, I love, again, the friendships, but it's also that for me, it's the mentoring and seeing people grow. Yes. Yeah. What I do that a lot of speakers don't do is I get feedback. Okay. When I present, I get feedback from, from other speakers from, and that's an important factor because a lot of the time people will be continuous speakers, but never get feedback on how they've gone. Sure. Yeah. But feedback from peers as opposed to feedback from um, critics or audience. It's and and absolutely. And that's yeah. something I really want to recommend for anyone. If you're receiving feedback, I I like to work on feed forward, which is a different space. But if you're receiving feedback from anyone, make sure it's from someone who has more skill than you do. Good good point of feedback. That's a really that's a really good bit of advice. I think like make sure that the feedback that you're listening to are people who are better at that than you, because there's so many people who are willing to give criticism when really it's like, well, what are your credentials, man? You know, what have you actually done? <laughs> Most <Yeah>. definitely. <laughs> so true. Well, that's, that's fantastic. So, so power talk is like a, a really good way to kind of hone your craft in a way, because I know that there's a saying, I don't know who it's attributed to, but the pen is mightier than the sword. And all the pen is, is expressing yourself, your words, right? So being able to be a good public speaker, being able to be a good speaker, a good storyteller is it's, it's such a uh, valuable tool in your arsenal. I think um, that if, if you can uh, practice and you can teach yourself and obviously having a mentor um, is such a fantastic way to do that because you're going to learn so much faster if you have somebody who's there helping you in that journey. Um, you know, if you're playing sports, you get a coach, right? You don't just go, oh, I'll just learn it, learn it. I've never played soccer before. I'll pick it up. Um, you do need those <laughs> coaches to give you that feedback, give you that guidance. Um, so it's, it's really cool. How did, how did you get into your own business though? Cause I imagine that, uh, obviously stepping out on your own, like any business owner, it, it is quite challenging. Um, you know, if you're the world's best speaker, still starting a business can be tough. Oh, most, most definitely. I love that you brought up about the coach though. I yep. play golf and when oh, I nice. first started, I went and took lessons and that was ladies clinics and went and took lessons and lessons and lessons. And for anyone that's ever played golf, know that it's the hardest sport out there because nothing's ever consistent. <laughs> the beauty of it though is I know how to correct it. Nice. If I'm doing something, I go, what am I doing wrong? And I go, right. And that's the point of getting good training that you can embed something becomes rote within how you do it. Starting totally. my own business, I was working full-time as a GM of sales for a multi-million dollar company. And I wow. wanted to, I've always been a planner. So mm -hmm. I plan each section of my life to create the life that I'm living now and how I want to live it. And, and I've got, I'm so blessed to be able to, work and fit in work and spend a lot of time with family but also do a lot of travel in amongst it but i've amazing but it, that doesn't turn up you create it it's yes it's yeah it's awesome. when i would wanted to do that i figured i i can't do that if i continue working for someone else even though i was getting paid very well to to do that i needed to create my business to the flexibility sure which meant i started what, and this is something I encourage people to do. When you have a job, you invest the earnings for that to create your business. Mm. You invest your website, your any extra coaching or skills that you need. You invest it when you've got a regular income and when you're ready to step into your business, 
a lot of those expenses, you've got the skills to be able to move it forward a lot quicker. Great advice. The, yeah. The, uh, and then I went to a, a five-day fortnight in my same role for four years. Okay. And through that, I was really able to get out and do a lot more networking and meet people and make the right sort of contacts. And I'm very much a believer that you listen to what the universe has to tell you. And I'm not sure well, we had a discussion before this. It was about the feather, the brick and the truck. Did oh, we have that no, we done? haven't. You've got to have to share. <laughs> yeah. When the, you know, sometimes we can get hit by a feather and we'll go, oh, I need to pay attention to that. Sometimes mm. we're not paying attention. We've had multiple feathers. So the universe will send us a brick. Mm. And if we're really not paying attention, they'll send a truck. Yeah, not good. <laughs> and we want to pay attention to the feathers. Sure. I, yeah. While I was doing a five-day fortnight, I had a new operations manager come in to the business. Very, very different ideas on how to treat people, how, how to deal with customer service. And after a few months, I just went, I don't need to be here. Yeah. And, and, and left, re retired from that in the middle of 18, 2018. Wow. I had planned to do that 2019. I have to tell you, then I planned for a three-month holiday in Europe for the next year, did all the bookings myself and through Airbnbs and stayed at castles and towers wow. and cruise, Iceland. Like, it was amazing. It was fantastic. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> it was fairly good. It was, it was yes, yeah, 14 countries, but over the three months. Very we nice. went on that tour because I'd stopped the work, the job, yeah. In 18, we went on that trip in 19. Oh, wow. If wow. I had not listened to the feathers, mm. what ended up as a brick or a truck meant that if I had left in 19, we would not have got that trip in 20 and would have lost whatever. Yeah. Things wow. Lost. That's very fortunate to me. That's a good timing if I've ever heard it. It was very, <laughs> very good, very good timing. But it's part of that. It, it, I did not want to go to that job anymore, which I had not yep. had that in 20 yep. years. That's amazing. I think it's so, uh, you know, I think if you are a planner, doing that transition from full-time work through to working for yourself, if you can plan that out and you, and you are able to make that a smooth transition, that is, the I think, one of the smartest ways you can do it. I love that you pointed out there are expenses in your business that you're going to need to invest in um, that you want to get going before you're in it 100% because those things can be costly. Um, that said, though, oh, if you're able to prepay it before you jump in, then you're just needing to just do the job. Hopefully, you're not having to focus on all the, the capital out, you know, outlay at the very beginning. Um, that's really and, and great. The right coaches beforehand. Too. Yes. And, and that's the thing with coaches as well. You, you Often, as, as you progress, you need to level up with your coaches. Yeah. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I, I actually was very fortunate before I started my business. Um, I had a fantastic mentor in the organization I worked in who was the HR director for the company. And we had a mentoring program. And I was just very fortunate enough to, to work with her. Um, and her name was uh, Melinda Turnbridge. She's, she's a fantastic uh, high-level executive in Sydney. And uh, I've got so much time and respect for this woman. Um, and she was very much like, you know, she, you know, when we'd have our sessions, I was like, oh, you know, like I'm really, I, I like working here, but at the same time, 
I've got these ideas for like, you know, starting my own business. I've always been very entrepreneurial. Um, I want to jump into this, but you know, I'm just a bit, I'm a bit scared. And she was like, what are you scared of? You know, like you can do this. Let, let's plan it out together. And she really helps me in kind of like launching the, you know, the business. And I actually had three businesses that I launched at the same time, but I ended up taking a gap year going and living in South, Southeast Asia and launched these three businesses. And she was a huge huh? reason why I did it because I think I would have probably sat on the fence for another couple of years. Do you know what I mean? If I hadn't had somebody who was like, nope, you're off the fence, buddy. You got to, you know, give this a go. Um, so I couldn't, you know, uh, agree more that having a mentor, having a coach is going to make your life so much better um, because you don't know what you don't know, as well as you're going to have blind spots. You're going to have doubts. You're going to have insecurities. Having somebody who can be there as a uh, a mentor, as somebody who can be a sounding board, as somebody who might have been through it before themselves, you know, they're going to be a voice of reason. And oftentimes, uh, uh, what would you call it? Somebody who could be in your ear to give you good counsel when you really need it. Um, so yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah, it's, it is incredibly important. And I love that you had somebody that encouraged you to, to launch. For me, it was that catalyst. And but there's, and this is for the people moving into their own business, as you said, that entrepreneurial minds, m- mindset. You'll know it's there. Yeah. You know, don't necessarily wait until you get hit by a truck. It's, yeah. the, you, you know, it's there if, if you can, mm. you know, you listen to the mentor. That was your choice to do that. If yeah. We make, there's all these things that will, will, will come to us that I, I remember there's a, you know, thing that, this guy was marooned on this island and he was very faithful and he he prayed and this dinghy came past and he said, um, do you want to jump in? He said, no, no, I, it, God's organised something. It's it's good. And the, big, the boats get bigger and bigger and eventually he didn't pay, he didn't jump on any of them and went to heaven and, and got, he said, God, you let me down, you know. And he said, well, I sent you a dinghy, I sent you this, you know, it's, so yeah. I'm not telling that one well, but it, it's, yeah. that, it's that you can get you get the idea is yeah. there's things that will come into our lives and sometimes we don't pay attention to them. Absolutely. I had this instant, um, somebody reached out for a LinkedIn trainer and I help people set up their LinkedIn profile. And I had four people, it was a Facebook one, can anyone suggest? I had four people that recommended me. I then contacted her and went through details and I just sort of said, this is what we need to do in the training. And she said, I've done all that. I, I've got all that set up. And then I went and checked a profile and I went, no, you haven't. <laughs> and she wanted to be able to, you know, ge- make more connections, generate. You haven't. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's her space of learning at the moment that she yeah. wasn't, you know, she thought she was ready. She obviously re- wasn't ready to hear. Yes. Hear yeah. What, one of my favorite sayings is that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I'm a big believer in that. Um, you know, through my journey in life, uh, I feel like the universe will push you in the direction you need to go. And I love the uh, the feather, the brick, and the truck analogy <laughs> because that's great. Sometimes I've had situations in my life where I, I feel that intuition, I, I trust that intuition, I go with that intuition. It's worked out great. Other times I've felt felt the feather a few times. I've gotten the bricks and I'm still ignoring it. And then all of a sudden, you know, the universe will just kick my butt and you know push me where I needed to go. Um, but looking back, you go, that needed to happen, you know, because now I'm on the path that I'm on and I'm, I'm so grateful to be where I'm at now. So it, it is strange that, you know, if we don't listen to those uh, signs or signals that 
sometimes you get a rude awakening, <laughs> but yes. yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, most, most definitely. And I, that, that feather brick and truck, I have to admit it's not mine. I, I interviewed, and I can't think of the person, the woman's name I interviewed on my podcast and she mentioned it and I, and I said, look, I'm going to steal that. And I've been using yeah. that ever since. And I had something very similar, but that's so visual. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's going to say like, I, I think just through our conversation, I love the amount of uh, stories that you're telling because it really brings you along uh, on that. Like I can literally see see you sitting at the funeral before and I was like, man, that's, you know, I, fe I felt emotions in, in that, you know, moment. I was like, oof, that, that really hits home. So I think uh, storytelling is another thing that's really important. I know in today's world, um, I deal a lot with clients helping them with video content. That's a really big focus for businesses nowadays. Um, but the hardest part, I think, is having a message. Like the, the medium doesn't matter as much anymore because people get millions of views sitting in their car, you know, talking to a, their phone. Um, it's not really about having the production quality. It's really about the content. So, you know, maybe you can walk us through how do business owners tell better stories? How do they connect with their audience um, to be able to keep people um engaged um i feel like you've just kept me engaged this whole time so i, you know, I just need to ask your expert opinion <laughs> thank you there's stories out there all the time now i've worked yeah. with clients that have had major stories in their lives something that's really significant and a lot of people think well i haven't had anything like that happen so i don't have a story to tell mm. but everyone everyone has a story to tell what to start doing things, I, and this is what I started doing 30 years ago. I started collecting stories and putting them in a spreadsheet. Oh, wow. Remember that, remember that story that I had with this and I'd pop it, and that would be a story that I'd tell when I was training speaking or that would be a story I'd tell when I was training sales and, mm. and, and it prompted me memory. I don't do that anymore. I don't need that. Yeah. It's a great way to start, though, thinking okay. about because you'll think, oh, I had this, this happened with this client and that worked really well and, oh, I can tell a story. But I nice, can tell a yeah. story out of anything now. Uh, you know, I, I, let me think. Okay. So this morning I was running LinkedIn training with a few people and we were doing it online with Create As We Go. It's a, not a, it's a workshop. And what I really realised while I was working with them is that when they could grab a little bit of information, even though they wanted to go a particular way, the more that we reviewed it and the more we looked after, looked out, out at, from different angles, they started to see it in a different space. It happens in life, doesn't it, in a lot of things in business. We, mm. look, we think we're looking one way, but then when we look at things a different way, it opens up to us. See, there's a story. Yeah, nice. Yeah. It's, you can, so, so, they're out there everywhere. They're yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think that one thing that I've been trying to do with clients more is um, because everyone wants those video testimonials. And I go, well, what's stopping you telling the story? You know, why don't you tell us a story about a client that you worked with or a case study um, that, you know, here's what I did. Uh, you know, this is the situation. Here are the, I guess, the tasks that we went through. Here are the actions. And then here are the results. Like, just, just do it yourself, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Telling those stories, though, rather than being like, hey, I'm a great digital marketer. I get good results for people. It's like so vague and so boring. But if you're like, hey, I started working with this client about three months ago. They really wanted to maximize Christmas sales. They sell an advent calendar that's all about sharing kindness. And we were able to rent them up to $1.4 million in sales over a period of six months. You know, like that's a story. You're able to actually kind of go, 
oh, wow, like an advent calendar or whatever it is, you know, like you have to bring people along on that journey and talk about uh, something that puts puts a picture in people's mind, paints kind of a an image. And I, I love that about what you teach people as well, um, especially from the sales angle. Um, I'm interested to explore that a bit more. How do you help people with the sales side? Because every business owner wants more sales. I haven't met a single business owner that's like, you know what, I'm good. Uh, so how do you help people in, in kind of crafting stories that help sell uh, to their you know target market? Part of it's part of what you just said. One of the things I, and it annoys my clients that is <laughs> I'll, I'll keep going. They'll, they'll tell me something and I'll go, well, so what does that look like? And they'll mm. tell them, well, it, it looks like it's, you know, somebody's hasn't got any stress anymore. Well, I go, well, what does that look like? And they haven't got any stress. Well, it means that they're, they're not in pain. But if they're not in pain, what does that look like? Or I go in, yeah, so what? So what? Yeah. So what? And it keeps breaking it down to a level of you know, when – you know what? Like, and you, again, you could tell the testimonial. When I when I worked with um, when I worked with clients, often one of the things they're telling me is that they've got neck pain or shoulder pain, and they're sitting at the desk, everything keeps aching. What yeah. they don't realise it's not the bad posture; it's the stress of the job. That so then you tell it as a story. Nice. That but you break it down to figure out what is the problem, what is the real underlying problem. Now people Love don't that. go to the to get fit, really, yeah. that, that's a byproduct. They, they don't get to have the gym to get buff. That's a byproduct. They go to the gym because they want. Because deep down, when someone walks up to them and say, "Oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> believe how after you look, really, you ran ten kilometers, yeah. awesome." Yeah, that's why you go to the gym. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, you're so right. I reason, but but you know that's a good one. <laughs> That's definitely the reason I go, Jay. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> no, I love that. I think uh, because you know I've worked in marketing for so long, um, and and sales and marketing go hand in hand, aren't they? They're almost kissing cousins. Marketing and sales, yeah. Marketing and sales, correct? Yeah. Did I get that wrong? Yeah. <laughs> oh, everyone says sales and marketing because it flows, but it, that's as true. we that's know, true. it's marketing yep. first, and then let's. That's let's true. Get that's door. true. You get them yeah. to the door, and I'll help you get them through the door. Very true. You know, I think a lot of my clients, or at least I can, I can spot when a client thinks that your marketing should sell, and I'm like, look, you still need to have sales. Like, you're going to get leads, but it's not the marketer's job to then sell those leads, your services. You can't have an ad that does that for you. You know, like you can have the best ad campaign in the world, but you're still going to have to have somebody who sells it. You know, um, so definitely agree with you on that. Marketing and sales. Um, so. I, the, the whole thing I was going to talk about was like, you know, you really do need to find what are your customers' problems and speak to that rather than, hey, I've got a great service. I've got a great product. It's, you know, X, Y, Z. It's the fat, fanciest new model on the block. It's like nobody cares. At the end of the day, they have their own problems and things that they're going through in their life. And if you can speak to those, if you can identify those, and then you can kind of align your service and product and help solve those problems, man, you know, that is going to help bring people through the door like nothing else. Um, and I imagine that a lot of your clients are the same. You know, you, I know that you work with real estate agents and, you know, people who are very service-based um, in terms of talking to people day in and day out. So I imagine that it's just under, understanding those problems, being able to kind of add value, right? You're not selling, you're helping people. You're able to kind of go, look, I see you have this problem. If, if, I could do this for you. How would that make you feel? Would that would that help with that problem? You know, if you can communicate like that, man, it just changes changes the game. I think. 
Yeah, mate, uh, definitely. And look, I, I have. I say this often, you know, I've been in sales for 40 years, but I've never sold anything to anybody. <laughs> I, I, I make it really easy. I solve problems and people buy from me. Yes. That's, yeah. That, and if you look at it like that, then you won't mind following up. You won't mind doing cold calls. You won't mind making the phone calls. You won't mind any of that because you're solving problems. Yeah. You're not selling. And that, yeah. I've you know, worked with some of the most reluctant salespeople. And I work with industries where we're not in sales, mm. banks, Law firms, yeah, uh, electrical, electrical companies, yep, all a whole range of different businesses. Well, we're not in sales, but they're mm. very reluctant salespeople. I go, you're not in sales. You're a problem solver. Just get, yep. just figure out how to ask the right questions, so you can figure out what the problems are. Listen more than you talk, and then be able to address those problems. And once somebody figures out that they built, you built rapport with them that you are the person that can solve their problems, well, then they'll give you money. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing, Janine. That is like, again, all these all these bits of pearls of wisdom are fantastic. <laughs> I, I agree with you. And I think that uh, on that note, a lot of people struggle with the money side as well. Like when they're selling, there's a lot of feelings of, we touched on it before, like imposter syndrome or, you know, not feeling maybe worthy of, uh, you know, that sale as well or, or some type of fear. Um, I know that that was something that I struggled with as a business owner early on. I always do stuff for cheap because I was like, oh, you know, like I wouldn't pay this. So I, I wouldn't expect people to be paying like full value. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm cheap. I'm, I'm a frugal uh, person and I know that about myself. So when when it comes to people actually uh, paying me, I'm like, I would be looking at how can I get this for the best price, the best possible price. Um, so do you also help people with with those things? Because I imagine that's a big part of sales as well. Would it Would, would that be fair to say? Oh, it most most definitely. If you if you can't make money, you may as well go and get a job. Yeah, it, it, yeah you true. have to be comfortable with that. That and it's and this is as you said. That's where the imposter syndrome comes in a bit more. But it's what is this product or service of value or worth to somebody else? What if you if you solve that problem for them? If if you're if we say it's stress again, we'll, we'll work on that. If it's stress that you're solving. No, I'll, I'll work on things with my uh, branding. I'll help yeah. people. And everything I do comes under a branding um, umbrella where it's totally. you as the person that you're branding. If you are being seen and you don't know mm. how to get in front of audiences and you're not, you're not making sales, well, then you've, you, you may have invested a lot of money into getting setting up your business. But your sense of self-worth drops down even more because it's it's not happening that the problem is, you know, that you may have to go get a job and that's oh. not what you want to do. So that's the real underlying problem that will keep you awake at night. If I don't make sales and I'm going to have to get a job, then addressing that. If, so what value would that be if I'm, if somebody's talking to me, what, of what value is it that you can build your yeah. business into yeah. something that's really sustainable mm. and it's not just a little hobby on the side that you can have a you don't have to go back to a job it means that you can be flexible hours for your children you can participate in children activities you can do all of that what value is that yeah absolutely. figuring out that costing from that point the you know I, I my husband does wood turning and we're at a wood turning thing and one of the Men, my husband does beautiful work, but one of the men is Very just cool. what he creates is phenomenal. It blows your mind. And he's he doesn't sell anything. And he's now 
got to because he's just got too many things in his house. <laughs> and he had this beautiful big vase thing that he did. And I said to him, you need to find a gallery and you need to ask at least $2,000 for it. And he's just wide yep. oh, yeah. and gone, oh, I couldn't, it wouldn't be worth 100 I said, you put 100 on it, you won't sell it. Yeah. You put 2000 or $3,000 on it, it will be a collector's item and you will mm. sell it. Yeah. Wow. So that's part of it as well as ensuring what you, your service or product is, the quality is there for what Definitely. you're charging. I see this all the time with coaches that have really high prices and then people come away and go, I, I can't see the value in yeah. that. I, I didn't learn anything. And unfortunately, it sort of puts a sour taste and you'd be finding it Definitely. with marketers as well. Oh, for, sure. You know? for sure. So it's disappointing. It is, yeah. But getting the right price for individuals is definitely. And also, what are you buying and what are you spending? I'm very much talking about the ROI, the return on investment. Can you, if you spend $10,000 with that coach, now I've spent five times that amount with one coach for a year. No, it's, what was the return on investment for me to do that? It wasn't just something, this looks bright and shiny. It's what, if I get this, and, and so the beauty of selling sales training or the branding training, if you get three more customers, that's going to pay for the training at least. Absolutely. And you've got that skill for the rest of your life that Absolutely. you can make more sales. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely see that value in what the, you know, what you do, Janine. And I think that, um, you know, I'm so grateful for your time today to kind of explain this to our audience oh, I as well. It. It's, I, I look, you can hear me. I, and I, the more I talk, the more excited I get about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I can, I can feel the energy here. It's really great. And I, I think that going back to the authenticity piece, I think a lot of it is if you're passionate about what you do, you know, that shines like a light. And I, I definitely feel that from you. And I think that the, the world needs more people who can, uh, learn to share their voice because um, I think going back to what we were talking about in terms of you know um, being able to help people, if you're hiding your your light away, you're actually doing a disservice to the world. You're not helping people who could learn from you and could get your assistance, right? So if you frame it that way and change kind of the way that you look at it, being like, why would anybody want to listen to me? And you know, I don't feel comfortable selling. It's like you're helping people and you're doing a disservice if you don't get your voice out there. Um, so as a branding coach or as a branding, you know, consultant expert, um, being able to help people share their story, being able to speak, I think that's one of the most powerful things that people could get help with. And then it's getting online because this world, you know, now we can reach billions of people for free with these amazing platforms that exist. So crafting your, your message is going to pay, you know, it's, it's almost an exponential uh, world out there now that if you invest in yourself, you know, you're now able to speak and reach those millions of and billions of people, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah, and that it's unlimited. And I I love that you said, you know, that shining light in the world. And I'm trying, I know I've got that in one of my books. And Marianne, I'm trying to think of the person that wrote the poem, and it's questioning who how how you dared not to be that light. You know, that it's uh, and I wish I could pull the words out but it's it's exactly what you said it's it's not it, it's your it's your right it's your responsibility that's the yeah. word it's yeah. your responsibility to be able to you know give out that information and i have to tell you this that i i was very good at giving unsolicited information <laughs> and it was like, people didn't want it didn't pay attention to it and i just went right i 
I'll just do it for people who pay me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's great. That's great. In this situation, you know, where I get the opportunity to share as much. As well, possible. absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, that's why I started this podcast selfishly was to get all of these wonderful experts, uh, time for free. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm exactly the same with, with my podcast. It, it's, I mean, I've been doing that now for six, seven years. And wow. I've interviewed women from all around the world. Who oh, amazing. Amazing information to offer. And yeah. And I had someone the other day, oh, no, I was traveling to, I think we, I might have told you the story, the traveling to Thargaminda. I was, I, no, I, I haven't heard the story. I, I went, we, we did a big trip out to Birdsville. And for those that are listening aren't in, in Australia, it is the center, really the center of well, the edge of Queensland. Oh, it's a couple of thousand kilometers away. I do remember this now. Yes. Yeah, and there's the Birdsville track. There's all these tracks that are uh, all dirt tracks still. There's a lot of dirt tracks in Australia if you want to go anywhere. <laughs> and so we did that for a few months. One of the towns on the way, a town of 300 people, Wow. it's called Pagaminda. And by coincidence, I was at the tourist bureau using the internet and the lady was help, said, oh, help me with your phone and was trying to set up to have a different carrier because nothing works here as well. <laughs> and, the, and she looked at it and she said, oh, we are women at gmail.com. She, she said, I listened to that podcast. No way. Yeah. And I've, wow. I've gone, oh, that's my podcast. And she's done wow. this whole thing. She's done this fangirl thing. Wow. And she said, it is Listening to that podcast has absolutely changed my life. Wow. I moved out of the situation. I've moved to this amazing town. I love my job. I love the people here. I now have confidence to do the things that are important for me and not listen to others. And as you were talking, I was in tears. She was in tears. And it really makes a difference. Hey, you don't know how far the ripples go. And I love talking about that concept about what we can offer and what we can give or what we put out there. If I train someone else, can they, what they've got to say, how many people is that going to help and affect? And so you don't know where those ripples go. And that was just amazing coincidence. Wow. That gave me that opportunity to hear from one of the listeners and, and how things had changed. So yeah. That's incredible. eh? What a story. Like I think um, we, we sometimes go through our own lives thinking that, you know, uh, what what difference can we really make? But it could just be one person, you know, that hears your story and is inspired to make a change in their lives as a result. And that's that's all that matters, you know. If you're able to make the smallest difference, it's uh it's like the chaos theory, right? Like a butterfly's flapping of wings could cause a uh, a hurricane on the other side of the world. So it's like you don't know how far those ripples go. And it's just important, I think, to to let your light shine, to be authentic, to to understand how to tell your story. And I think that uh, today's really inspired me, at least, to make sure that we're getting this message out there so that other yeah. people feel inspired to share theirs as well. Um, if people are interested in working with you, how can they kind of reach out? Like, what, what would they be able to do in terms of your workshops? You know, you've got, you've got books. Is there anything that they could start with to kind of get that, get that process going? There's a, quite a few things. The, uh, looking behind me, there is one book called Good Girls Do Sell. And it's it's for women or smart men. I, I <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, and exactly. The other, the other book is called Being Unstoppable. 
I, I would recommend, obviously recommend both of those. That little clear thing you can't see is the 2023 Logan City Business Award for Small Business, Business to Business, which was oh, very, very exciting to well done. achieve that this year. Yes, it was, it was a real honour. The Amazing. And all of the books and, and workshops and everything are on my website, janinebosper.com. What I, I run a 12-week branding program, and in that program I offer every one of my training courses as well as fortnightly small group coaching, and all of that's under that one umbrella. So basically all of those workshops are free. You, wow. You're paying just for the, the coaching or fortnightly coaching, and then you receive all of those workshops and you can attend Amazing. all of those over a six-month period. Yes, it, it's, it's I, again, I'm in a situation where I want to be able to give as much as I, as I can and that yeah. gives that opportunity. It's affordable for people who want to really improve that, their brand and get a whole lot of skills without you know, spending tens of thousands of dollars. That's amazing. So. Yeah, and, it's, and then and it's it's starts massive. on the 12th of January, so I'm not sure where. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, I might have to. I might have to push up the queue now, Janine. You've, you've, <laughs> you've got uh, straight in the front of the queue now. <laughs> excellent. excellent. That's, that's great. Uh, the, uh, the workshops are available all the time. There's there's a ton of information up on my website, and please reach out on LinkedIn as a you know as a LinkedIn trainer. I love to uh, connect with as many people as possible. I'd love for you to connect. If you listen to this, I would love your feedback. And if you've really loved and you know love what you've heard, please give me a um, go to my business page and give me a five star review. Uh, nice. and just go over what was your biggest takeaway. I'd love to hear that. As That's well. perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely would recommend anyone who's looking to take that next step. Maybe you're sitting on the fence. You're not quite sure, you know, whether you should be the type of person who goes out there and puts themselves out there, does public speaking, but you you, you felt the calling, right? You felt that feather. Let's say. Um, I would say that you do want to find somebody who can help you do that because having a coach, having a mentor, having guidance is going to help you in that process uh, so much faster and so much easier than trying to do it yourself or sitting on the fence for you know another couple of months, couple of years, however long. Um, and I do encourage you know that everyone should be feeling comfortable in sharing their story because it is such a powerful tool to have in your arsenal. So Janine, thank you so much for coming onto the show thank today. You. And for your time, I did want to do some quick, maybe rapid fire questions before we wrapped up, just okay. to share some extra pearls of wisdom. To say it's a complimentary strategy call when you go to the website, 30 minutes. Oh, we'll perfect. What you can do. And if I can't, if I'm not the best person for you, I'll recommend somebody else. Quite happy to do that as well. Excellent. I think that's a huge part of sales is understanding if you're the right fit for people, right? Because we can help solve your problem, but maybe you're not quite right at that step of the journey and being able to you know, be, be wise enough to point them in, a, in another direction, I think is, uh, you know, that, that takes a bit of uh, uh, wisdom, I guess, you know, not everybody does it. That's for sure. Well, Janine. Okay. So I have three questions I've been asking everyone on the show just to see, uh, you know, how you kind of uh, can, can share some extra wisdom for our business listeners. The first question is all about what you do in terms of routine or uh, some type of ritual, I guess, to look after yourself as a business owner. Is there anything that comes to mind? Definitely. I wake early and okay. I, it's usually around five. It can, oh, wow. Yeah, 5, 5.30 is my, my wake time. Such a Queenslander. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Especially in summer. You know, it's it's daylight. It's yeah. early. 
with that, I will then either go for a 30-minute walk or I will do stretches or both, one of those things. I'm a very big believer in alternative sort of health practices, so I'll, I'll take naturopathic type of things, and that's part of my, my day routine. Perfect. And I will then jump on and do some work because <laughs> often I'm head out of here at 7 a.m. and I've already you know, done a, at least one or two hours work. And, wow. <laughs> Still productive. <laughs> I, I, I function well in the mornings. Yeah. That me, and I then I know, and see this is a beauty of and being organised, is if you get things done that you've got to get done and not procrastinate, yeah. Then it means when a friend rings and say, "Hey, we're going out for coffee. Do you want to come?" Sure, no problem. Yep, yep. you've done. You've done the. You've eaten the frog already for the day, so to speak. Absolutely, yeah. The best book out if no oh. one has read that is Eat the Frog. Yeah. It is. It that's, is a good one. So that's, that's my is an early start helps. Very nice. Very nice. You've kind of answered my next question, to be honest, Janine, as well. But what would be when you're trying to get stuff done? What would be your best productivity hack? Um, and maybe I might have uh, jumped the gun there on it. I set a, t- a time to do it. You know, I'll banking, accounting, all of those mm. sort of things are my least favorite things to do. <laughs> yeah, and if too. you ask my bookkeeper, she just pulls her hair out when I wrong <laughs> <control laughs> regularly. And <laughs> that I will go right. I'm going to do this for thirty minutes, or yeah. any any sort of task. I'll I will put a, t- a time on it. Okay. okay, I'll make sure I get this done for the next hour, and that I won't go and have lunch until. That is done. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great technique. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, Janine. I guess the the last question would be um, just more around because me being a geek and all, um, you know, is there any tools in your business that you can't live without? Any uh, applications, software, apps on your phone, uh, you know, something that you're just like, oh, this is the best thing since sliced bread? Well, I did mention LinkedIn as well, the social media apps, of course. And Facebook and Insta and that they tend to be losing a lot of momentum. Mm. I find yeah. anyway. Yeah, I have I use Aweber, which is an email, uh, an email processing software, and I've used that for quite a long time. And I, because I'm not the geek, if I find something that works well and I, yeah. it's affordable, I'll stick with it. And yes. if I can, if yeah. I can do it, I'll stick with it. I don't tend to change. So that's one that I definitely do. I have to admit I am using AI a lot more with chat yes. to give me, you know, 10 titles for a blog or something like that. And I did that with my clients this morning. She said, I don't know what to talk about. So I, I typed in a whole lot of data and then produced 20 headings for blogs for her. So, yes, it's definitely. Awesome, chat. <laughs> I use Eventbrite, but I focus on Humanitics, which is an Australian company. Yep, yep. And they are the, the fees aren't quite as high, and they also have a percentage of their fees goes to a certain charity. And just had feedback that a million dollars went to a charity, but they're also wow. Australian. Yeah, so humanitics, they're a social enterprise too, I think. Are, are they not? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. Really cool. Oh, great, great. I, um, oh, sorry. I do that, I tend to, yeah. And of course, I have a YouTube channel, so I can't live without Google. Yeah, amazing. Well, thank you so much, Janine. That was it for the rapid fire questions. It's thank been you. an absolute pleasure talking to you today and really appreciate your time. For everyone listening, please do go and check out her website, check her out on social media and uh, add her on LinkedIn. She uh, you know, would love to hear from you. So um, any final comments, Janine, before we wrap up the show? 
No, I just, again, love the opportunity to share. And I know there's been a lot of topics that we've covered. Even as people just take something away but apply it. it. Nothing, information is of no value whatsoever if you don't go and apply something. So that would be very great. true. And I've loved oh, the conversation. Thank you, Carl. The opportunity. No, thank, thank you so much, Janine. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll, uh, yeah, hopefully have you back on the show soon. I can't believe it's already been an hour. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> That flew by. So thank you, everyone. And uh, yeah, take care. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Business Owners Unite. Thank you for spending this time with us and being a part of our growing community of entrepreneurs. If you liked what you heard, Please show your support by subscribing and leaving a review on your platform of choice. Your feedback helps us grow and continue to bring you valuable content. Remember, your business journey is unique, and we're here to support you every step of the way. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories in our upcoming episodes. 